as you're having a seat. Can we give it up for the name of Jesus? Can we do that? Yeah. I believe uh, I am in the middle, even coming out of summer camp in the middle of witnessing, being a part of a revival um, that is happening among our students. I believe that they are the revival generation. Um, I just want you all to know that from the bottom of my heart. It is a joy. It's an honor. It's a privilege to serve you heritage. And like I say, to see uh, these students just get on fire for Jesus. I'm proud of you students. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing y'all continue to snatch people. Uh, Some of you weren't here this past Wednesday and don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, We talked about snatching others from the fire. Uh, that the reality is there is a fire all around of us, people who don't know Jesus, uh, that their destination is hell if we don't do something about it. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, snatch others from the fire uh, this fall. I'm looking forward to it. We just want to let you know, uh, I believe in the middle of a revival among our students. God's doing good things uh, among teenagers. I don't know if you're hearing stuff on the news differently, but I want to tell you differently of what God's doing. Uh, But anyway, how many of you have ever done something that you know is not worth repeating? (laughs) Yeah? I've definitely had my fair share of moments doing things that are not worth repeating whatsoever. Uh, There's actually someone who published a book called 100 Things Not Worth Repeating. I have not bought it. Uh, I have not opened it up. I think they actually could have found more than 100 things. Um, But I was racking my brain uh, this week of some things that are definitely not worth repeating, and I want to know if you can identify with some of these, okay? The first one's for moms in the room. Asking your child's opinion on an outfit. Is that not worth repeating or what? They are going to be honest with you. They will be. What about sliding down a metal slide in Florida? (laughs) Has it been hot or what? Some of you are ready for fall. Well, I think they have pumpkin spice out. They do. Anyway, not worth repeating, wasting money on the drop claw machine. That identified with the dads, I'm going to win it. I don't care if I spend $25, I'm going to get the toy, just go to Walmart. Anyway, sitting in the away section at a rivalry football game. Have you ever done that? Don't do it. Just don't. Anybody excited about college football next weekend? Yeah? I was surprised to hear some of the wives cheer on that one. Um, Putting pineapple on pizza. I'm just making sure you're still awake. Don't do it. It's not worth repeating. Some of you disagree. It's okay. We have uh, the QR code in the back of the chair. You can add the prayer prayer request. Um, (laughs) Drinking coffee past dinner time. Some of y'all drink way too much coffee. You don't need it after dinner. Don't need it. What's not worth repeating is a bad haircut. 
Hopefully you've learned your lesson when you go to that place after the first time. Don't go back. Anyway, certain fashion trends. Some of you are wondering which fashion trends I'm talking about. I'm going to have a couple of you stay in this one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, some bad meals are not worth repeating. Would you agree with me? Some of you are like, got to give him a second chance. I gave him a second chance. It wasn't worth repeating. Here's one that the Lord always like gives me an example. I'm not joking. Anytime I'm about to preach something, and he gave me this example just two or three days ago, this is not worth repeating, is going to a fast food restaurant and not checking your bag before you leave to make sure they have all your food in the back. Has it ever happened to you? It's a tragedy. Went to Chick-fil-A, of all places. I know, you know it's a sin, right? <laughs> no, it is. I think somebody got fired like two days ago. Get home, supposed to be three sandwiches in the bag. There was only two. The Lord just knew I needed to fast. <laughs> he did. Oh, man. Anyway, but there's some things in life not worth repeating. Here's my question for you. What or where do you keep going back to that you know you shouldn't go back to? You know you don't need to go back to it. Could be a place, could be a thing, could be a person. Where do you keep going back to that you know is not worth repeating? See, mistakes are meant for learning, not repeating. Mistakes are meant for learning, not repeating. But man, do we commit the same mistakes sometimes over and over and over again. See, mistakes happen, but they shouldn't be a pattern. Mistakes happen, but they shouldn't be a pattern. Where in your life right now would you say there is something that you keep repeating? Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's in your parenting. Maybe it's just you as an individual. You keep repeating this thing over and over and over again. Like I said, mistakes happen, but they shouldn't be repeated twice. Like that mistake shouldn't happen twice. Like I should make sure to check my Chick-fil-A bag next time. It's not happening again. Dad's not going hungry. He is getting his sandwich. He definitely is. I know if you're taking notes this morning, the title of the message is don't repeat it. What are you repeating? That you don't need to repeat. Maybe think this right now. If I keep repeating the same mistake, what's gonna happen? Think right now. If you keep repeating the same exact Mistake. If you keep going back to this same exact thing, if you keep going back to this same exact friendship, if you keep going back to this same exact relationship, if you keep going back to this same exact thing, what's going to happen? That's for you to decide. I don't know what your thing is. But what I'm saying is, 
Are we going to learn from it? Are we going to continue to repeat it? If you have your copy of God's word with you, if you could turn with me to the book of Psalms. Just kidding, the book of Proverbs. I'm going to be in Proverbs 26. Three months in a book. Hopefully have some of the verses memorized. We're going to be in Song of Solomon next month. Just kidding, I'm just kidding. Just making sure you're still listening. Proverbs 26, verse 11. Here it is. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. One word I never thought I'd say on stage in church. Even with hanging out with teenagers, that it could happen. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 11. Some of you don't want to hear it again. I need you to hear it again. As a dog returns to its vomit, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Any cat lovers in the house? I was trying to increase the love for cats this morning, but I shared with first service, the best cat is a dead cat. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. My goodness. Calm, calm down. Goodness gracious. Listen, some of y'all are like, Hux, you're canceled. You're canceled. When is Sid coming back? When is he coming back? Please don't email Sid. Don't text him right now. But many of you love dogs. Any dog lovers? Yes? Dogs are a man best friend. They are. Dogs weren't looked at like how we look at dogs back in the day. They weren't looked at as pets. Many times in the Bible you'll hear the word dog and it's actually referred to negatively, not positively. But here it's comparing us when we repeat the same thing over and over again to a dog that returns to its vomit. So I want you to encourage your neighbor this morning and tell them, don't be a dog. Don't be a dog. I thought of titling my message instead of, don't repeat it, beware of dogs. But then y'all really would have wondered what I was talking about. But when you think of a dog, you don't picture that picture in mind, do you? What you picture is something more like this. Y'all were so much better this service than last service because last service I didn't even get an awe. Too many cat lovers in the first service. Just too many. But isn't that just adorable? In the arms of... Right? That, and that, that's what y'all think of, right? But you think of a little cute dog. So I couldn't bring like a real life dog on stage. So I had to bring something, right? So I brought like a stuffed dog. 
I didn't want y'all to forget this message. Anybody have a German Shepherd? Yeah? I thought they were pretty cool. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. So y'all are wondering, what else am I going to show you on stage, right? Yeah, I'm going to show you here. Y'all ready? Are you sure? Got it on Amazon. Look pretty realistic. Yeah. True story. I almost didn't have this before first service because someone actually picked it up and was about to throw it away. I was like, no, it's my sermon prop. Don't touch that. But as a dog returns to its vomit, okay, I want you to see that. So a fool repeats its folly. So here's my first question for you. How do you see your mistake? How do you see your mistake? How do you see it? Anybody like me and you can't stand, throw up? Some of you are like, Hux, if you say it one more time. <laughs> Listen, I can't stand it. My oldest is like me and gets car sick. And I can almost 100% guarantee you, anytime we leave here, Florida, and go back up and see my wife's family in South Carolina, she's gonna get sick at least once. And what I can't stand is not only the sight of it, I can't stand the smell of it. Some of you are like, stop talking. Trying to, <laughs> trying to drive home a point here. Hang with me. Why is this so crucial? Because how you see your mistake is how you're gonna treat your mistake. How you view your mistake is how you're going to treat your mistake. So if you see your sin as not a big deal, you're gonna treat it very lightly. But if you see it as a big deal, you're gonna treat it severely. So how are you seeing your mistake? How are you seeing your sin? Because how you see it is how you'll treat it. How are you seeing it? Because I really believe we wouldn't repeat it if we saw it correctly. But a lot of times we keep repeating our mistake, our folly, our sin over and over and over and over again because we don't see it properly. But when we see it properly, we won't treat it very lightly. How are we viewing the folly that we keep returning to over and over again? Do you view your sin as like disgusting? Because until it nauseates you, I don't think we'll do anything about it. Because when you truly get sick of it, you'll deal with it. Somebody agrees. How are you seeing it? 
because this dog who keeps just returning back to it. It's like they're going away from it, and then they keep going back to it. They keep going away from it, and they keep going back to it. Even though it keeps making them sick over and over and over again, they keep going back to it. We're just like this dog that we keep going back to it. And I did some research on why this even happens. You want to know why this happens? You ready? It's because they actually like it. You know, some of you, if you are honest, you keep going back to it because you actually like it. You know what they can actually, like, pick out of here is they can actually pick out when there's actually, like, food in here. Like a dog has these senses where they can actually smell through the throw up, through the vomit, and they can actually pick out the real food in it to where they go back to it. Because they know there's still something in there that they actually like. And many of you are still going back to the thing they actually like when you can't see that it's actually making you sick time and time again. And what I don't want for you and what I want to encourage you today and why I want you to see it for what it truly is because I know the devastation that it can cause in your own life, in your own parenting, in your own marriage, I want you to break the cycle. I want you to make a change. I do. See, some of you are treating it lightly and how you're treating it lightly is you're keeping it a secret. And we're only as sick as our secrets. We're only as sick as our secrets. We are. The enemy will do his best job all the time of making sin look so appealing. Like the enemy's never gonna be like, hey, this is sin, look at it. Don't you wanna partake in it? He's not gonna present it like this, right? He's gonna present it and wrap it up to look so good and before you know it, you are sick to your stomach. So how are you seeing that mistake? How are you seeing it? I love what Thomas Watson said. He said, till sin be bitter, Christ will not be sweet. Till sin be bitter, Christ will not be sweet. We've got to see sin for what sin is, our mistakes for what they are. They should be sick. They should make us sick. But do they? Here's the next thing we need to ask ourselves is how are we learning from our mistakes? Not only how are we viewing them, but how are we learning from our mistakes? Any of you like to read books? Anybody? Book readers? Yeah, it's okay if you're not a book reader. I didn't become a book reader until I was 20 years old. But why I love books now is because I get to learn from other people's mistakes. Some of you, if you want to be in the best and, and what God has gifted you to do, read a book on who's done it better than you because you're going to learn from their mistakes and you're not going to repeat their mistakes that they're trying to prevent you from. Hey, check this out. If you want to follow Jesus the best you possibly can follow, why don't we learn from other people who tried to follow Jesus? 
because the Bible is full of people who made mistakes. And guess what? They want you to learn from them. They don't want you to repeat the same exact thing, but sometimes we can't learn from their mistakes because we don't open up to hear about their mistakes. It's hard to hear about the mistakes when it's like this. The reason why we've been in the book of Proverbs to give you wisdom after wisdom after wisdom from the wisest person ever to live by the name of Solomon. He's like, man, I, I want to warn you about this. I want to warn you about it. I want you to learn from your mistakes. See, I love what Carl Bullock said. He said this. He said, a wise person learns from his mistakes, but a really wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Any of y'all ever seen the show Beyond Scared Straight? A couple people. But the purpose of the show is this. They would take these troubled teens who were getting in trouble, getting in trouble with the law, and they would spend a day, sometimes a night, in the prison because they wanted them to learn from the mistakes that are happening. And then they would allow them to talk to some of the prisoners who couldn't get out. But these prisoners actually would want to share with these teenagers, hey, you don't want to come here. Like, you need to learn from my mistake. You keep doing what you're doing, you're going to get what I'm getting right now. And I want you to learn from my mistakes. Students, you need to learn from your mistakes of your parents. Sometimes they try to warn you because they love you, and you need to warn from them. You need to listen to them. Some of you have friends who are experiencing things. Can you learn from their mistakes? Can we begin to actually open up God's word and learn from the mistakes of others so we don't repeat, repeat the same exact thing? See, I never want you to live in the past. I want you to learn from it. Some of you don't like keep going back to your past. I don't want you to keep going back to your past. I want you to learn from it. I want you to move forward from it because you can do it can. So how are you seeing your mistake? How are you learning from your mistake? And here's the biggest question I know y'all have for me this morning, is how will you not repeat your mistake? How will I not repeat it? Don't want to repeat it. Here's the biggest thing that I can tell you, is you can't defeat it without Jesus. Do y'all believe that? You can't defeat it without Jesus. You cannot defeat it without Jesus. Sin will control you if Jesus hasn't freed you. Sin will control you if Jesus hasn't freed you. Because sin's gonna be your master. If Jesus isn't your master, sin's gonna be your master. And I want Jesus to be your master. I want him to be your Lord. I want him to free you from whatever you keep returning to. But some of you, the reason why you keep repeating what you keep repeating is because you're trying to defeat it yourself and you are no match for it. But check this out. When you free, you get freed from it with Jesus, that sin is no match for Jesus. It's not. But my question is, have you surrendered it to Jesus? Because you'll keep repeating it if you haven't surrendered it to Jesus. Listen, a change must take place in order to not make the same mistake. A change must take place in order for that mistake not to keep repeating itself. It could be the same old habit over and over and over again. What are you going to change moving into this fall?
What are you going to change? That's going to make your marriage better. That's going to make your parenting better. That's going to make your life better. Like, what are you going to change? Can I just encourage you to change one thing? It could be something massive. It could be something small. But what I want to encourage you when you leave this morning is to change something. You know there's something in your life that you keep repeating over and over and over again. What do you need to change? What do you need to change? Here's another thing. If you don't want to repeat the same thing over and over and over again, whatever you feed will succeed. Whatever you feed will succeed. What do I mean by that? This one guy said, hey, I got two dogs inside of me. I got a dog of evil and I got a dog of good. And this one guy asked him, he said, man, which dog wins? He said, whichever one I feed the most Which dog are you feeding the most? Because whichever one you feed the most is gonna win. It's gonna succeed. What do I mean by that? Are you feeding your spirit? Are you feeding your flesh? Because when you feed the spirit, you're gonna starve the flesh. And if there's anything that I want you to do is I want you to keep feeding your spirit. I want you to keep reminding yourself how good God is that you never wanna go back to that thing or that person or whatever it might be that you see Jesus for how good and amazing he is. Whatever you feed will succeed. Here's another one. Don't repeat, but replace. What do you need to replace? Got to replace it with something. See, I found out too in some of my research that in order for this dog to not keep going back to this over and over and over again, you've got to clean it up as quickly as possible. You've got to distract them from it and get something else in their attention. You gotta replace it with something or this dog will go away from it and then they'll come back to it because it's in the dog's DNA to do that. He'll keep coming back to it because he doesn't know it's no good for him. Keep coming back to it. What do you need to replace to draw your attention away from it? What do you need to replace? But here's the biggest one. If you don't want to do it again, you have to repent. You got to admit to Jesus, hey, Jesus, man, I'm struggling with this. I keep going back to it over and over and over and over again. And Jesus, I need your help with it. I can't do this thing on my own. Like, Jesus, I need your help with it. There is no way that I'm not going to continue to repeat this folly without you and you alone. Who are you going to lock arms with who's going to help you not repeat it? Who are you going to tell that's going to help you not repeat it? Here's another one. What you don't defeat, you will repeat. There's another one even in marriage counseling. Use this one a lot. What you don't repair, you'll repeat. What you don't repair, you'll repeat. Some of us need to like pause and actually repair some things in our marriages, repair some things in our lives so we do not repeat them. Because I don't want you to repeat them over and over and over again. Hux, I did it again. I didn't want to do it again. I did it again. And if I were to ask you, hey, did you repair it? 
Did you address it? Did you repent? No, no, no. I well, you got to address it. Got to address it. But my question for you as I close this morning is when is enough going to be enough? When is enough going to be enough? When are you going to get to the point where you're like, I'm sick and tired of this and I don't want to do it anymore? A lot of times what happens if I'm really honest, when I heart check of myself and others around me, is we get to that point when it's gone too far. When it's already snowballed out of control, we're already in the middle of it. Instead of addressing it when it's really small, we've let it get really big. We've repeated this thing over and over and over again. And now we're like, okay, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm sick of it. I know what it's doing to me. I know what it's doing to my family. And I am tired of it. Because there's been moments in my life, whether it's spiritually, whether it's physically, that I don't want us to get us to the point of change whenever we're like, okay, I finally I've gone too far. But I want to address it when it's now. I want to address it when it's a thought before it leads to an action. Because here's the question for you this morning as I close. You can either let it chain you or you can either let Jesus change you. But that is the question that you have to decide. Are you going to allow it to continue to chain you and you repeat it over and over and over again? Or are you going to let Jesus change you? Because Jesus can change you. Because it says if anyone is in Christ, they're a brand new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. For those of you who might still be struggling with it time and time again, that you are a new creation in Christ, that's not your identity anymore. You are more than a conqueror through him who loved you, who died for you, that greater is he who is in you, is in the world. I'm here to tell you, you can't have victory in it. But can you allow Jesus to change you so you don't repeat it anymore? Can you surrender it to him so you don't repeat it anymore? Can you replace it with Jesus? Because Jesus is the answer. Imagine what would happen in your life if you saw your folly, your mistake for what it truly was and you didn't treat it lightly but you did business this morning and you said, Jesus, enough is enough. I'm ready to give it to you. I'm ready to surrender it to you, Jesus changed me because I can't do this on my own. Watch what he would do in and through your life because you know where revival happens is when repentance happens. And we will humble ourselves and we will turn from our wicked ways and we will seek Jesus. Man, you just watch what will happen in the life of Heritage Community Church in the surrounding cities. So can I encourage you with everything this morning? to don't repeat it, but defeat it, defeat it. Let's pray. Maybe you're here this morning, heads bowed and eyes closed. You're like, I keep getting defeated by this sin, this folly, because I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I know I can't win because I haven't surrendered my life to Jesus. I don't have a relationship with Jesus and that is your greatest need. That's all of our greatest needs is a relationship with Jesus. 
can't do life without him. Maybe you're here, you know, man, I need a relationship with Jesus. If that's you with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you could just raise your hand in the air and just hold it there for me. I wanna pray for you. If you're here, I don't care if you're in the balcony, back row, you name it. You're like, hey, I need a relationship with Jesus. I know that's why I keep getting defeated by sin. See that hand, anybody else? Anybody else? Maybe right where you sit, you're raising your hand. Maybe you didn't raise your hand. You wanna have your conversation with Jesus. Talk to Jesus right now and say, Jesus, tonight I surrender. You fill in the blank. I surrender my sins to you. Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, change me. Jesus, I want you to be the Savior and the Lord of my life. I'm tired of doing life without you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose from the grave. Jesus, I pray for each and every person who's here this morning. Whatever they're repeating, God, I pray they would find victory over it this morning. God, I thank you and praise you for what you're gonna do. For all these things in the name of Jesus, amen. Right where you sit this morning, I'm gonna ask that you do something boldly here in a second because I want us to be able to pray for you as a church. Maybe you're here. No one knows what it is. I don't know what it is. But maybe you're here and there's something in your life that you just keep repeating and you need prayer for it. What I'm gonna ask for you to do right where you are in your row, if you can just stand right where you are. If you're here, you say, you know, I, I got something in my life that I keep repeating. I just want you to stand right where you are, whether you're in the balcony, down below, I just want you to stand. No, that's not gonna be easy, I just want you to stand, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else, just stand right where you are. Just stay standing, just stay standing. I told you, everybody's got mistakes. Everybody does. Myself included, I'm standing, standing. What I wanna do, the people who are standing right now, is I just wanna speak the name of Jesus over you. And I wanna let you know, because of Jesus, you can have victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You can have victory over what you keep repeating. I want you to know that there's good news this morning. It's great news. If you're nearby them, if you could do me the biggest favor, as weird as this might seem, as Pentecostal as this might seem, if you can just extend an arm, just saying you're praying for him. You can do that for me. Just extend an arm towards him. I just want to pray for him. I get done praying. We're going to worship. And maybe you're here. You still need to give your life to Jesus. You want to surrender something to Jesus. The front's going to be open as they sing. Maybe you still need to respond. Give your life to Jesus. I'm going to be down front. Let me pray. Then we're going to stand together. We're going to sing. And we're going to find victory over things that are happening in our lives that we keep repeating time and time again. Let me pray. Jesus, we know you're the answer. God, I know you can heal marriages. God, I know you can touch and heal lives. Jesus, I know that you can change eternities. You're the God of the impossible because you walked out of a grave proving that you had power over the enemy, over death itself, over our sins. 
So God, we walk out of here and we stand here declaring that we are victorious people, that we're not defeated people, that Jesus, you can help us with the things that we deal with in our lives. So God, I pray that people who stood before you, before their brothers and sisters in Christ, God, I pray that they would find victory in surrendering. God, I know you're not done allowing us to change, to find victory in your word, allowing us to apply it. So God, I pray every depression, every anxiety, every fear, every sin would leave this place this morning. Because God, we know where two or three or more are gathered in your name, you're here. And God, we know when you are here, freedom happens, life change happens. So God, I pray you would continue to work like you do best. Jesus, thank you for what you're gonna continue to do. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus, amen.
We believe that Jesus changes everything. Absolutely everything. Not just some things, not just a lot of things, but everything. If you're here, you've never allowed Jesus to change you. I'm gonna be standing down front. Would love to get the opportunity just to speak with you. Maybe you're here for the very first time. Would love to get the opportunity to say thank you for coming this morning. Our very own pastor will be here next week, so hang tight. He would love to get the chance to say hey. Uh, But we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being here this morning. We want you to leave here in victory over whatever sin you could be repeating, whatever folly you could be repeating. Know that you can have victory over it. If you're here and you are here for Connect um, lunch with us, uh, Kevin is right on my left, your right in this green shirt. Um, he's going to be up here. You can hang, uh, tie it up front right here, and we'll walk you over to our fellowship hall to feed you some filet. We will. We will. And making sure you're still awake. It's not going to be Chick-fil-A, though, because it's close. But anyway, Thank you so much for being here this morning. Y'all have an amazing week, and we will see you next week. Don't forget, midweek kicks off all this Wednesday. Let's do it. See y'all.